and welcome to episode number two of On the Brighter Side. I'm Monica Tanner, and I'm super excited about today's topic, which is the greatest lesson it's taken me almost 40 years to learn. The topic we're going to discuss today is all about loving and accepting ourselves. I'm hoping that as uh, the podcast progress that I'll get less nervous about actually pressing record and I'll be able to uh, record these podcasts without having to edit so much and just be able to go from the hilt. But for now, I'm pretty dependent on my notes. So let's get started. As babies, we're completely dependent on our parents or our caregivers for all of our needs, including and especially love and acceptance. If you notice, kids are always begging their parents or teachers to watch them do stuff. My kids are always continually saying, Mom, watch me do this flip, or Mom, watch me do this dance that I choreographed with my friend. They crave and need our love and acceptance. We all do. It's part of being human. As we grow up, the responsibility to love and accept shifts from others in our lives to ourselves. Most of us don't quite get this, and we continue to look outside of ourselves for love and acceptance. Some of us still look to our parents, while others seek it from spouses, friends, and even our own children. A deep sense of love and belonging is an irrefutable need of every man, woman, and child on the earth. Once we become adults, however, we are responsible for our own love and approval. This is the most important lesson that has taken me so long to learn. Once we're adults, we can no longer depend on others to give us the love and approval we so desperately need. We must be able to love our imperfect selves. Loving ourselves and thinking we are amazing isn't a prideful thing because we didn't create ourselves. We were created by a loving God who did an amazing job with each and every one of us. You are amazing and capable, whether others notice it or not. It's nice when, other no- when others notice your talents or skills, but they don't have to for you to feel great about yourself. We can start loving ourselves by paying attention to ourselves and showing gratitude. We can have a kind voice inside of our heads. Many of us, especially women, say horrible, mean things to ourselves that we would never say to anyone else. If we learn to speak kindly to ourselves and notice our own strengths, we will enjoy being with ourselves so much more. Most of us gauge our value by what other people think about us or what we think others think about us. We spend so much time and energy worried about how other people see us or feel about us. When the real truth is that what other people think about us is really none of our business. What someone else thinks about you is because of their own experiences, fears, interests, etc. It doesn't actually have anything to do with you or who you are. It says a whole lot more about them. It says way more about who they are than about who you are. For example, each week I will show up for you and provide 
some information to you through this podcast. Now, regardless of who's listening, I will say the same thing in the same way. Hopefully by now there's more than just a couple of people listening, and each of you who hear these podcasts will interpret them or hear them in a little bit different way, and in turn you'll begin to create different opinions about me and the things that I have to say. Some of you may think, okay, tell me something I don't already know, while others of you might find this information mind-blowing and start to think that I'm amazing and know so much, while others might think that I love to talk but have no idea what I'm talking about. The thing is, I can't control what any of you guys think about me or anything that I have to say. I can merely speak from my heart and have self-love and accept myself for all that I'm putting out there into the world. What everyone else thinks about it doesn't really have anything to do with me. If someone likes me and what I have to say, that says something about them. Likewise, if someone doesn't like me or what I have to say, that also says more about them and absolutely nothing about me. What everyone else thinks about me is really none of my business. Dr. Byron Katie would say, you don't have to like me. That's my job. As humans and individuals, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others because we're trying to determine our level of goodness, how we look, how much money we make, and whether or not other people like us has nothing to do with our value as individuals. When we stop needing other people to like or approve of us, We will free up so much more time and energy to just like ourselves. No matter what we do, we cannot force others to feel any way about us. I can try and try and try to do everything in my power to get other people to like me, but in all reality, it's completely up to them. They can feel any way they want to about me. Once you learn and appreciate this, you will gain so much freedom in your life. Have you ever noticed that there's some people in your life that you just never know how they feel about you? You're always kind of wondering, do they like me? Are they mad at me for some reason? I see this, a little microcosm of this in my own family as I have two daughters that are 23 months apart. My younger daughter loves and looks up so much to my older daughter. And for the most part, they get along great. But sometimes my older daughter will just get upset for no reason. She'll just feel like life's not fair and that my younger daughter, Sophie, things that she just doesn't have. Now, when this happens, my younger daughter, Sophie, will do everything in her power to make my older daughter, Brinley, not mad at her anymore. She'll give up her favorite treat, a favorite toy that's just the wrong color, or anything she can possibly think of to make Brinley no longer upset with her. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But here's the thing. Brinley can feel 
any way that she wants to. It's completely up to her. Nothing that Sophie actually does has the power to make her feel any differently. She can spend all of her time and energy doing everything in her power to try and control the way that Brinley feels about her, but in reality, she just won't ever be able to do it. Brinley has complete control over her own thoughts and actions, and nothing that Sophie does has the ability to change that. Now, as their mom, I have my work cut out for me. There are so many things that I get to teach my girls in this situation. To my younger daughter, I get to teach her that Brinley gets to think and behave any way she wants to. She is totally allowed to feel and think whatever she wants. It's not Sophie's responsibility to change that. She could be spending so much time and energy trying to change the way Brinley thinks or behaves. And really, nothing she can do will change how Brinley feels. To Brinley, I would say, you are absolutely allowed to feel any way you want to feel. But life's not fair, right? So get over it. The sooner you realize this, the happier you're going to be. I think that the absolute best way that we can teach our children this important principle is to be confident and to love ourselves. There is nothing more important than a mother who models for her children the confidence that comes from loving and accepting herself exactly the way she is. As humans, and especially as women, we tend to think, If only I were thinner or prettier or smarter, I would feel so much better about myself. But the real truth of the matter is, if we don't love and accept ourselves exactly the way we are, we will never be thinner or prettier or smarter. If we want to achieve any of these things, we have to do it out of a space of love and acceptance of ourselves exactly the way that we are. Being able to love and accept ourselves is something that's available to each and every one of us right now. When we truly understand and internalize this concept, we can change in almost every scenario of our lives. Let me give you some examples. For the first one, let's say we've been busy all day and maybe we've had a sick kid and at the end of the day, our husband comes home grumpy and tired from work. He comes in and notices that the house is a mess, dinner's not on the table, we are still in our pajamas and it appears as though nothing has been accomplished all day long. So he comes in and immediately starts speaking negatively about everything, Why is my house a mess? Why isn't any dinner ready for me? And why are you still in your pajamas? What have you been doing all day? Now we could easily make this mean all kinds of things about ourselves and our husband. We could make it mean that we're a total failure, that we didn't do a very good job today, 
that our husband is a complete insensitive jerk and we could let it ruin the entire evening. Or we could simply love and accept and have total respect for ourselves and say, Hi, honey, it's so great to see you. Looks like you might have had a a long day. I have too. Maybe after you come in and get comfortable, I can tell you all about it. Can you see how that attitude might salvage the evening? What about the scenario where you get a brand new jacket and go out with a group of girlfriends and nobody notices your coat? You could stew over the fact that nobody has complimented your coat or you could just think to yourself, I love this coat and I feel like a million bucks and nobody else has to notice but me. What about the scenario of a sister-in-law who never comes to family events? You can spend lots of time and energy trying to figure out why she doesn't come or what you've done to make her not like the family. You can talk about it and stew over it, or you can simply say she's allowed to behave however she wants. If she doesn't want to come to family gatherings, that's absolutely up to her and means nothing about our family and has everything to do with her. Maybe eventually she'll change her mind and want to join us more often. Understanding this concept can change so many different scenarios for you. Byron Katie says, I notice that things happen with or without me. People either approve of me or they don't. It has nothing to do with me. This is really good news since it leaves me responsible for my own happiness. It leaves me to do nothing but live my life as kindly and as intelligently as I can. If you don't notice and aren't grateful, I understand. It's only me I'm dealing with, and that's enough for a lifetime. Byron Katie also says, how do we love ourselves? One way is by not seeking approval outside of ourselves. That's my experience. By not seeking approval outside of myself, I come to see that I already have it. I don't want approval. I want people to think the way they think. If I think you're If I seek your approval, it's not comfortable, and I've come to see through inquiry that what you approve of is what I want. That's love. I wouldn't change anything. She goes on to say, There are two ways of being me. One is to hate it, and one is to love it. Which will it be, since I don't have a choice but to be me? So here's the bottom line. We, each of us, are perfect just the way we are. Now, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that we can't improve or better ourselves in some way. What I am saying is that we have the option to feel great about who we are just the way we are without changing a thing. And from this space, we are free to create the life that we've always wanted. We don't need anyone else to approve of us. We don't need anyone else's love or acceptance. We only need to be honest with ourselves and truly love ourselves to show ourselves kindness and compassion and love and really internalize this phrase. You don't have to like me. That's my job. I don't need your approval. What you think about me says so much more about you 
than it does about me. Now here's another mind-blowing fact. You can love people and they don't have to love you back. In fact, you can feel any way you want to about anyone regardless of how they feel about you. Sometimes when I'm in a giant room of people whom I know in varying degrees, I try to look around the room and appreciate something about each and every person in the room, regardless of how they see me. I get to feel as much or as little love for everyone around me, regardless of how they feel about me. It feels so good to love another person, and there is absolutely no limit on the amount of love that we can feel for others. There will always be people in our lives that are harder to love than others, but finding reasons to love them is always an option, and it's always available to us. As heartbreaking as it is, some of us, some of us may feel that we are unworthy of love, and this is simply not true. None of us could look at a brand new little baby and think, that this baby is not worthy of love. Our worth is set at birth and nothing that we do, I repeat, nothing that we do or that happens to us in this life can ever change that. You are completely worthy of all the love there is in the world. And I know that when you come to realize that, it will change everything for you. So that's it. That's the lesson it's taken me almost 40 years to learn. And at this point, I feel like I'm starting to understand and it's amazing and it's changed everything for me. That's all I have for you today. Next week, I'm going to open up and be very vulnerable and tell you more about my story and how I came to do this podcast. So if you want that episode, as soon as it comes out, go to iTunes and subscribe to On the Brighter Side. Please, please, please take just a moment to rate and review this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening today. And until next week, show yourself a little love and stay on the brighter side. Bye-bye.